0: Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Okay, uh, David Pierce had media availability yesterday and talked about a couple of things. First of all, uh, he discussed some of the, shall we say, what is it? Uh, what is it that Rod likes to say? The uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, that that reveals the inconvenient truth, the sad, ugly, unfortunate,
1: inconvenient truth. I'm yeah, like, sorry, Rod, if I butchered that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, and uh, he discussed that yesterday, and and, uh, and talked about uh, what they have to, what they, what the last couple of days or the last few days are like. Uh, not working right. Uh, okay. Um, Okay. Do we have the other one we're talking about? All right. Here's here's uh, his thoughts on uh, matching him with TCU because he was asked. You know what? What does he see? You look at a TCU team that is now twenty three and eighteen. Like Texas, they got swept last week and they got swept on the road at West Virginia, including getting run ruled on Sunday. And they're seven and eight in the conference. This for a team was picked either first, second, or third, depending on which preseason. Prognostication You were perusing at the time, but here they are right now in seventh uh, place right now in the conference standings. And he was asked for his thoughts on the Horn Frogs. So, we don't have it. Okay. All right. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Uh, Cam will work on that. Um, while Cam's
1: working on that. Can we go ahead and
0: talk a little longhorn basketball? Yep. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. As I
1: said at the start of the show, I oh, hope my man Max Asemus that his timing on the court is better than his timing in terms in terms of announcing his decision because he did it right before the draft. Craig, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks now. All the buzz has been trending toward Texas landing Max Asemus. Sure. They finally did yesterday. He commits to Texas. So you've at least got one guard. Rodney Terry has a guard locked in for the 2023 24 season. I think we're expecting Tyrese Hunter to come back. But yep. now, you know, with your front court pretty much settled with Max Asemus in the fold. And again, I go back to what a source told me about Max Asmus right before his visit. Like this guy's—he's the franchise. He's the face of the program. He's the kind of guy you give the the keys to the car. They—they really love Max Asmus. They've loved him since he went into the portal. And now they got him. I I think it's safe to say they've gotten their top two targets out of the portal Mm -hmm. with Caden Shedrick and Max Asmus. They they like Jaden Nunn and some other guys, but I think at the start, the minute these two guys went in, they really wanted these two guys. And they're the kind of guys that hey doesn't matter what the rest of the roster looks like. We want these two guys. So they got them. So two thumbs up for that. I think now you can focus on getting that third guard. I think uh, Kendall Weaver from UTA probably is the the lead dog in that pack, if you will, um, of guys they like. I know they're looking for a guard slash wing, somebody with some length that can play on the perimeter. Uh, and then maybe a, a younger, a, a big with multiple years of eligibility left that can play maybe a – a supporting role this year, with the chance that they can develop and be a frontline player next year. When you're going to lose DeSue, Dylan Dessou, you're going to lose Brock Cunningham, uh, more off likely than not. You're going to lose Ron Holland, so mm-hmm. it'll be rebuilding the front court again next year. But that's that's just kind of the the. Year to year process that is roster building in college basketball. Yeah. So, uh, can't say enough good things, Craig, about Texas getting Max Asmus. We do our transfer portal rankings at 24 7 Sports. He's the number eight overall prospect available in the transfer portal, or was, because he's no longer available. He's coming to Texas. So, that's two of the top 17 transfers in the country come to Texas with Caden Shedrick and Max Asmus. And you throw in a five star recruit in Ron Holland from Duncanville, number six recruit in the country. Uh, Things. Things are starting to come together. Dylan DeSue
0: returning, and uh, we're probably expecting Tyrese Hunter to return.
2: Uh, Again,
1: it's worth me saying again, belly aching about lack of transfer portal movement in early April is akin to complaining about football recruiting in the middle of June or July. Take a little bit of patience. Just let things play out. If you get to a certain point and things aren't working out, then you can feel free to complain. But not worth it then. I think Rodney Terry's had a really good close to the month,
0: obviously. Yeah. And, uh, really strong week, and and right, yeah, and not done yet. Uh, no, no, still so. got pieces to add. Yeah. Do, so. Uh, okay, so now uh, Cam says we've got the the uh, bugs worked out on the deal. Let's let's hear from uh, David Pierce first of all on those uh, uh, inconvenient truths with the uncomfortable conversations they had after the series sweep loss to Oklahoma and getting ready for this week.
2: Well, first of all, I would say that um, there's a lot of honest conversations, uncomfortable conversations uh, in a team setting as well. Not demeaning, just demanding. And uh, when we were demanding of it, then we put them in some pretty critical, tough situations that we've done in the past. But some of our rotational stuff where it's baseball, but conditioning. And what I look for then is, are they all in? And body language from how they respond to each other, and I thought they were outstanding, and we weren't soft on them, and so I think they responded really well. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think this is the, uh, yeah, keeping rolling there, uh, I think. Um, Tanner Witt. He's
2: went. going to go one inning, and I hope he goes out, and he's nice and healthy and attacks the strike zone, and then after that, I hope for his recovery to be right, to move to the next stage.
0: There it is right there. It's a, and, it, and we talked about it earlier. And Coach Pierce was on with Bucky and Aaron this morning and said pretty much the same thing. The projection for Tanner Witt is to actually start on Monday because you can go from a fixed point there. doesn't mean he's going to be a starter or work into a starter or this or that. It's just the next. He, um, David likened it to a rehab start, which you have you know, at the major league level. Um, you know, so if, if somebody for the Rangers is going through a rehab start, they come through Round rock and and have a rehab start uh, with the express uh, for the Astros, uh, it could be in Sugarland or Corpus even you know whatever uh, for a rehab start. We don't have that obviously at the collegiate level. So quote unquote his rehab start is to start the game uh, on Monday in all probability. And to try to give them somewhere between twenty and thirty pitches, and hope yeah. that everything's okay, and then you move on.
1: You know that. what I didn't realize about the schedule getting pushed back? Why it's fine to play a Monday game. There's no midweek game this week.
0: No midweek. Yeah, so that that was the other consider. They have Stevie.
1: You have a midweek this next week.
0: I don't think so. I'll, go, I'll look. I'll, I'll, you, I'll, yeah. Say what you're going to say, Craig. I'll look that up. Yeah, they and Texas only has one more midweek game, and it is a week from this Tuesday at home against UT Arlington. You know who the coach of UTA is, Jeff Howe? No idea. How about Clay Van Hook? Really? Yeah. His first head coaching job.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah, he just got that job, didn't yep. he? Yeah. First year, yeah, because he was with Skip at Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. And now, yeah, okay.
0: Hook That's, was the coach. So it's all,
1: it's all coming together. It's all look, coming together.
0: Look forward to seeing the former Longhorn all-purpose utility man, former Brenham Cub quarterback, and rodeo cowboy. Clay yeah,
1: TCU's TCU schedule for a home game Tuesday against UTRGV. Okay, and then they host uh, Cal State Fullerton.
0: Okay. next weekend, yeah, at yeah, it's their their open date on the non-conference schedule next. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, it'll be um, Monday afternoon at one o'clock. Is that is that makeup on that? And speaking of TCU, like I said, it's a Horn Frog team that's had its struggles of late. Uh, like the Longhorns, and like the Longhorns, got swept last weekend. They are 7-8 and eight in the league. And David Pierce was asked for his impressions of what he sees from TCU.
2: Well, they're coming in kind of a very similar situation we were coming off of. Uh, and this is a team that's very talented. They were a top-10 team at the beginning of the year. They still have a very veteran and good offense. Um, they've struggled a little bit more defensively than in the past. And similar situation, similar situation on the mound. They have stuff. They just hadn't been throwing as many strikes. So I think you have two teams that are both determined to get their their weekend flipped. Maybe I wouldn't say season, but their conference in a more favorable position. Uh, so I think both teams have got a lot of motivation. And they're a very talented team. What we have to do is go in there and not give in. And um, no matter what this situation is, be able to handle adversity, and be able to be the, the the team that can handle that when it's a close game, when the game's on the line, and not honestly not put too much pressure on yourself to get it done.
0: Yeah, try to find a way to get through it. Um, elsewhere in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State was to this is their open date on the conference schedule. So they went up to Ann Arbor to play Michigan, and they've already been rained out for today. The so <laughs> they won't play. Rutro. Yeah, they're going to try to play tomorrow and Sunday. But on the league schedule, there's some other important stuff. Texas Tech is playing at Kansas State, uh, and then uh, Kansas is at OU, and then West Virginia is in Waco to play Baylor. And they may have to deal with weather as well there, but they're, uh, they're, they're playing uh, Baylor. And West Virginia is sitting on top of the league standings right now. They are 8-4 in the conference, but is very, very jumbled, really from first place to seventh. There's not more than two-and-a-half games that separates any team in, in uh, that respect.